looking at the world and seeing it in disorder can drive you crazy unless you understand that it can't stay in that state forever because that state is not as powerful as the word. This is a, this is a minor blip on the radar that will be corrected. Now, cor- the correction can be quite a discomfort, let's put it like that, mm-hmm. but it will be corrected. Welcome to Thrive in the Future podcast, positive solutions to help you thrive, designing your intentional life, homesteading, gardening, and rediscovering culture and tradition. At Grow Nut Trees, it's elderberry time. It's elderberry cuttings. I also have some plants left that are bare root and also comfrey and comfrey crowns. That's at grownuttrees.com. Okay, welcome back to Thrive in the Future. This week, I have Cyprian with me. Welcome, Cyprian. How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me back on. <laughs> How's it going in Saipan tomorrow? Because it's evening right. here, but it's uh, morning tomorrow. Where yeah, you got a nice day to look forward to, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you're prognosticating for me here. Exactly. That's awesome. Well, so uh, one of the things that I wanted to have you on about was everybody's talking about Civil War, that movie's coming out, the big blockbuster Civil mm-hmm. War. The trailer had that guy pointing an AR-15 at the the heroes, which are the journalists, mm-hmm. and then saying, what kind of American are you? And then right. that's taken off. It's a meme. The right's been running with it. The, the right. left acts surprised, which I think that was probably their plan to begin with. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so that's kind of just, it's kind of a weird confluence. What do you think? We're in the scapegoat time. Mm. It's unfortunate. Like we actually, we have to do this culturally right now. Like this, this is what has to happen in a culture because no one has taken responsibility for the really crimes against humanity that were perpetrated uh, from 2020 to through 2023. Mm-hmm. And because of that, there's this underlying cognitive, emotional tension that something is wrong, someone is to blame. And so now we have to go and find somebody to blame. And as soon as the red meat is offered, in order for people to assuage this this uh, emotional and cognitive and spiritual, dare I say spiritual, need that they have, because they have no context and they're unaware of what's going on within them because uh, they're leading unexamined lives, then this is what you get. And it's every time. It's it's wow. how every civil war has ever happened. Yeah. So, yeah, give an example from the past. I, I could think of one, but... Uh... Well, I mean, the American Civil War, certainly. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you want to look to Europe in the last century or the things that people will f- be more familiar with, and I mean, go down the list, right? Yeah. Franco, the Bolsheviks, the Nazis, Mussolini, go down the list. I mean, it's it, you could pick whatever you want. You want to pop over to Asia, right? And you could have what happened in Vietnam, right? Ho Chi Minh and the whole nine. It's... Look at it all. It's all the same. It's all the same of something has gone wrong. We don't know who to blame. And the people who who are to blame are not taking 
the responsibility and are not bearing the cross. I mean, I think, you know, the Orthodox tradition pretty much understands about the last century from from the priests who have spoken to me about it, both Russian and otherwise, that, you know, the Russian revolution in many ways had to happen because of a lack of the czar bearing the cross, ceasing to bear the cross for the people, which was his job since Vladimir and the baptism of Kiev, right? Mm -hmm. Was that the czar is to be the scapegoat. That in many ways, that's his, that's his job. The buck stops here. And even in America, right? Like that was, that was Teddy Roosevelt, right? The buck stops here. And so it's like, there's a certain point, like when was the last president who said the buck stops here? All I hear are the presidents who are blaming other people, blaming this group, blaming that group, blaming a previous president, blaming the courts, blaming, uh, you know, whatever. And it's like, well, where does the buck stop, buddy? And if the buck doesn't stop with you, well, then maybe there's no need for the presidency anymore. Mm. So it's the same pattern. It's the same pattern. Yeah, I think the last person who said something similar to that was Carter. And we saw how uh, Mm -hmm. they punished him, right? Mm -hmm. So I like how we were talking about orthodoxy, that that quote by St. Paisios. If I look at the world, it would drive me insane unless Mm -hmm. I knew that God would have the last word. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I've got evangelical friends that would just immediately jump to the apocalypse right there at the end. Mm-hmm. And, and but it's it's not the last word at the end. It's the last word now, too. Right. Oh, yeah. It's always the last word mm-hmm. because there's an order, as with so many patristic quotations. It's so much deeper than it appears on the like it's every level. You know, that's how you know the word of God, because it's like at every single level of interpretation. Like, as you say, it's not just some far flung future. It's like this moment, mm-hmm. the things that I'm deciding to do, the behavior that I'm deciding to have in this moment, God is going to have the last word because he had the first word and he is the word, <laughs> right? So it's like right. the the first word that put everything in, that put the order because in the beginning was was the word and the word was with god and the, and the word was god right so it's mm-hmm. like god has the last word and he is the first and the last the alpha and the omega so that's it the first word is the last word the order is what it is you're not going to break out of that and so looking at the world and seeing it in disorder can drive you crazy unless you understand that It can't stay in that state forever because that state is not as powerful as the word. This is a a minor blip on the radar that will be corrected. Now, the correction can be quite a discomfort. Let's put it like that. Mm -hmm. But it will be corrected. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting. As as we talked about last time, so my patron is uh, St. Tikhon of Moscow, mm-hmm. and I've seen more of the story in uh, Solzhenitsyn's Gulag Archipelago. Towards the end, he talks about St. Tikhon in front of the commissar. St. Tikhon said, we have tradition, we have history, and the commissar said, your history and your ancestors were crap, and all we care about is your descendants. And that gets back into the live not by lies where the teacher said, come child, come over and stand by me, walk away from your parent and stand on this side of the desk. And and you see that just repeatedly, right? 
Mm-hmm. It's the that's the trick. The devil's trick is is the ever present. This is what the devil is shooting for. That there is really no past and there is really no future. There's the present. And Orwell, it's interesting because Orwell is explicit mm-hmm. about this in 1984, right? Where he what the, the Ministry of Truth, their whole thing is to right. control the present. Because he who controls the present controls the past, because that's Winston's whole job, right? Is historical revisionism. And he who controls the mm-hmm. past controls the future. Yeah, that one quote even, right? And so this is that that's what you're seeing. Yeah. Sure. That, well, that is the quote. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the quote from 1984, right? <laughs> he who controls the present controls the past, and he who controls the past controls the future. And that's what's happening with St. Tikon in front of the commissar. Right. Because, of course, Orwell is writing about oligarchical collectivism. He's writing about what the Soviets will be. And it's exactly what they were. Yeah. And it's so funny to see the same Bolshevik stuff going on now. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, because and which is one of the things that I find interesting about the Mm -hmm. use of like the word communist on the with the people on the right. And it's because they see a pattern and that pattern, the only other time that they've seen it is with like what they perceive, the narrative that they understand, which is not altogether incorrect about communists in Russia in particular, the Russian style of Bolshevik communism, Mm because it's very different in China. I don't think they would recognize there's plenty of communism in China, but I don't think they would recognize it. Right. It still is oligarchical collectivism and the pattern's just a little bit different. But that sort of heavy handed brute in your face, explicit behavior, the the real nineteen eighty four style, we don't care, two plus two equals five, like put our boot on your face, all of that. They only recognize that as as being communism from Russia. But the to think that somehow that pattern began with Karl Marx mm-hmm. is silly. Like those are eternal human patterns of behavior, and it, it's and it's in you know what happened in the Roman Empire. Certainly, you had those aspects. I mean, we have the Christian persecution persecutions, right, throughout the early centuries of the church, and you look at those and you're like, oh, this is, looks like exactly the same pattern as. Bolshevik communism. And it's like, yeah, when you understand that Bolshevik communism was about persecuting the church, right? that was the primary thing that they had to do, which is why the martyrs of that time are, the, are considered the new martyrs. It's considered to be an equivalent of like the Diocletian, you know, uh, persecutions and all of that. It's considered mm-hmm. to be just the same pattern. And so I think that people are you know, the same people who are about to enact this and play this pattern out are like, no, we're going to fight the communists. And because we're fighting the communists means that we're not the one, we're not playing out that pattern. We're playing an anti-pattern. It's like, no, 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 no. You're playing the same pattern. You're just, you, you've identified an enemy, and, but you don't even really understand who that enemy is because at the end of the day, the enemy is going to be the church. Always. They've got to find a scapegoat. They'll choose this church. Well, yeah. they're going to pick anything, right? Like the, it starts with anything because they don't pick the church. Right. You can't pick the church first because you'll mm-hmm. never be able to come into power. 
like the church is always the target. Sure. Always the target. But you first have to come into power. And in order to come into power, you're going to find some enemy that is like, it's a fictitious enemy. Like it's not a, you need a, you need a fictitious enemy. You need an invisible enemy. You have to have that. That was why I knew in 2020 when I heard even Trump say, we're fighting an invisible enemy. I was like, (laughs) oh, here we go. March 2020 is like, we're fighting an invisible enemy. And there, and you know, I've got the receipts. Go look at my Twitter around that time. And I'm like, well, I know what's coming now, folks. I know that I know that there's totalitarian and people were like, what are you talking about? This is just it's just it's like, nope, 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 nope. No, 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 no. Once you start talking about the invisible enemy, that's it. You, you've, you've put it into motion because it has, it's a pattern that has only one way mm-hmm. to play out. Right. And so the, there's, there's going to be an invisible enemy. And this invisible enemy is taking it like on the left. It's, it's white supremacy. That's their invisible enemy. White supremacy. And it's like, where is it? Where it oh it's everywhere it's it's here it's there it's like no it's it's actually it's not <laughs> it doesn't it's it doesn't exist you're in a country that just had a black right. president but maybe you don't understand what that word means white supremacy <laughs> maybe you don't get it the vice president is black now mm-hmm. like maybe the people who are telling you there's people passing laws against white supremacy who have the power to pass laws and they're not white. Maybe you don't understand what white supremacy means. Right. And then on the, on the other side, it's like the, you know, it's, it's the, it's the wokes and certainly the wokes exist, but that's not Mm -hmm. who they're actually targeting. Right. Like if you look on the right at like, who's destroying the country, who's destroying the country. And it's like, Oh, it's all these, it's all these trans weirdos and things like that. And it's like, that's the blue hairs and all of that. And it's like, yo, all of you who are upset about that and worried about that and scared of that, walk outside, walk around for the whole day. How many trans people did you encounter? How many blue haired wokes did you encounter? The answer is going to be zero. They don't sure. exist in your world. It's an yeah. invisible enemy. It's an invisible enemy. They don't affect you. But you're riled up about it and you'll start whatever it is. And so it's like, well, here we go. Wow. So how's it ricochet back then? What do you mean <laughs> ri- ricochet? <laughs> We're not there yet. We're not there yet. So sorry, every action has a right. has an equal and opposite reaction. Right? It can't stay to everything's mm-hmm. looking for equilibrium. But the further you swing the pendulum out, the further it has to swing in the other direction on the next swing. And really what you have is we've got a culture where, you know, it's driven by it's an attention economy. It's driven by likes and views. And you're going to get more likes and views the more that you could scare somebody with the invisible enemy. So you're it's what we have now is a Jonathan Pajot talks about this a lot. I wish he would was still speaking in these ways. You know, I think he's found some other more intellectual, a bit more lucrative stuff than he discuss. Yeah, exactly. But but the idea of taking the margins, this pattern of taking the margins and bringing them into the middle, and the danger of that, because what you see is you see people who are 
mainstream. Maybe they're on one part of the spectrum, but they're still they're not dead down the middle of mainstream. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's Joe Rogan. Right. But even Rogan does this. Right. But we know it with Rogan. But like if you take like the Daily Wire or something like that, I don't know what it would be on the on the left. The Young Turks, maybe something like that. Um, they will take the most extreme examples of the, this invisible enemy, like the one in a million, and they'll broadcast it out and play it over and over and over. And, and then that's amplified by everybody on that side to the point where people start to believe that these two or three or four crazy individuals who are out there represent some huge dangerous population of millions and millions and millions. I mean, we're even seeing the same. I mean, it's ongoing and I've seen it in mm -hmm. my own personal life, right? That it's like people not understanding even what's going on oh, yeah. with the immigration situation. Right. And it's like, Oh, it's terrorists and drug smugglers and cartel members. And it's like, maybe there's, they're like, Oh, there's millions of, they, they have two things that they cognitive dissonance. Mm -hmm. They can't hold it in their head. Right. It's like, Oh, there's tens of millions of immigrants crossing illegally. Okay. There's, uh, you know, cartel members and terrorists and all. How many? How many of those people? Right. Because the reality is, what if it's a, let's say there are, let's say it's a dozen. Let's say it's a dozen. Okay. Out of millions, tens of millions. So sure. we're talking one in a million. Like what you'd never categorize a group or a situation or a phenomenon by the one in a million outlier if you want to live in reality. Well, yeah, you just don't. You can't operate that way. That's it. You can't you you will die if you live your if you live your whole life that way, you will die. Mm -hmm. But they don't want to live. They don't want to so live. That's there. what this is. It's a, they don't it's a pattern there. of death. Right. So well, they don't want. They don't want to yeah. live. They don't want to live. Because it's not about where mm -hmm. they are, right? It's about what you're allowing to happen inside of your being in terms of oh, your okay. understanding of reality. Because you because you you know, we're a single we're like a single cognitive system in terms of our reason and our logic. So you know, if you develop reason and logic by operating in one field, it translates immediately to another field. And we're actually seeing this like in practice as, as they're watching the development of AI and this, the large language models, which are basically neural networks. They work the way that our mm -hmm. brains work. That's what we're seeing. And what they saw was like, wait a minute, we do this large language model and it has this thing where it predicts the next thing. It does it with words. But then they're like, oh, we can do it with pictures immediately without us changing anything. Like it's the same cognitive framework, right? With which we do it with language, with image, with whatever. And it's the same cognitive framework. I've been experiencing this myself. I've been doing a lot of work on legislation and regulation here in CNMI, trying to make it a more, in Saipan, trying to make it a more attractive place for um, the digital economy, mm -hmm. for people to domicile here, right? And 
I, I find that I have a very easy time going through and amending, finding areas in legislation and regulation and amending it to do the things it needs to do using the same cognitive framework that I use when I do that, do it with software. Right. Because it's just things that go together and variables that are defined in another place that you then have to go and reference and conditionals, if this, then this, and modifiers and switches of case and all of these. It's the same thing. We construct our code for our computers the same way that we construct our laws. It's the same brain. It's the same structure sure. in our brain. Right. And so if you allow yourself, to begin to corrupt your structure on any topic, it doesn't matter. It will bleed over. You will introduce that bug into the entire system. And now your entire system that you use to live is going to be corrupted and faulty. Right? So there's a, there's a hygiene. There's a certain level of mm. mental hygiene that is required in order to live. The people who lose that mental hygiene, basically what they end up doing is throwing themselves into a self-induced right. uh, schizophrenia, basically. Because that's what schizophrenia is. It's a complete lack of mental hygiene when it comes to um, logic and reason and drawing connections, making connections between things. A schizophrenic makes connections right. between everything, right? It's like things that are not connected, they make connections. That's mm -hmm. what makes you a schizophrenic. Everything has meaning. And the other end of that is autist, right? What makes you autistic is that you fail to make the connections between things that you need to make connections to in order to live. And so both of them are dangerous. But what we're seeing right now is people going into yeah. people becoming schizophrenic. Yeah. And it's, it's so when you say mental hygiene, it's like if if I had a thought that, oh, my wife's cheating on me, right? that corrective thought mm -hmm. a normal person would say no that's that's ridiculous right unless you actually had some pretty good evidence right but yeah well some but, evidence some yeah. evidence right some not and like not an example of like somebody's somebody else's wife mm -hmm. who cheated exactly right like that somebody else who you never met who may or may not be telling the truth tells you that their wife cheated and that all yeah, wives cheated. Exactly. And it's like, if you let that enter, in, and especially if this person, if you know that this person's incentive is to gain people's attention, that's, that's what they do for a living. And we know that the best way to gain attention is to mm -hmm. scare people. This, this famous photographer, probably probably the most influential but least known in terms of like um, candid or posed like artistic photographs, right? He wrote this book called mm. The Command to Look. It's really cool. People who are listening to this should go and look it up, The Command to Look. And basically what he said was that he had discovered that if he inserted into his photos certain uh visual cues visual patterns that it became right. a command to look because he was we access into a, a a deeper level of our brain and some of these were like a jagged line 
which he said represented like uh, electricity and and lightning. He said these are all things that are that we had been um, culturally and genetically programmed to pay attention to because they would be important, right? Um, an S curve because this this was about both sex, sensuality mm-hmm. and sexuality, but a snake like snakes, um, a, a, a dark mass that this represented like what our ancestors would have seen in the jungle, some sort of a dark mass that wasn't supposed to be there at night. Like, oh, what is that? That's a predator, right? So he's got several of these, a sharp, a sharp, sharp. edge that's like a knife, something sharp. And then he goes through and he shows all of these various different uh, images that he's produced just fantastic photography at the beginning of the 20th century it's incredible mm-hmm. you look at it and you're like whoa this is nobody was doing this it looks so modern you right. know it looks like it could be done today and um and you see and he, then he says look how i put this here this here this here and you yourself see like wow i can't stop looking mm-hmm. at this this picture and so what we have now is we have an entire culture where we have these influencers and through either education or experience, the best of them have figured out the command to look. They figured out what to do mm. down to the thumbnails, right? Thumbnails is right. an art. Thumbnails is an art form. It's, an, it's a propaganda art form that, mm-hmm. to do command to look. They're doing exactly what Morrison was talking about. Well, what, okay, what are the things that we put in a thumbnail that's the, that's the command? Yeah, like you were saying, squiggles and, and, right? and things. And 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 either you know this, it's, most of them don't know it explicitly. It's just through trial and error. Like these, these are the things that work. Let's continue doing the pattern, but it mm-hmm. serves the same purpose, right? Because it's at it's at grand scale, and that if you're not aware, that's going right. to affect your mental hygiene. And then we're starting to see that with the AI generated uh, images, right? They glow, oh, especially the ones that are you know a females. They. It, it's Isn't that crazy? crazy? It's hard to it's hard to explain what is going on in those images because human beings have never created mm-hmm. images that do that that have that quality I, about them. Pardon the reference, but I mean it reminds me of the 1970s but, and early 80s um you know porn. So Playboy yeah. Playboy had that yeah. down. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and stuff. Mm-hmm. The soft filter. Guccione, Guccione mm-hmm. was known for that. I mean, he was the f- photographer penthouse, right? He was the photographer for all of that for many, many years. And that was why that magazine became popular was because he was doing. See, they. I would say this, like, yes, it has the quality, but it's almost like those were a, a mm-hmm. weak precursor to what AI is producing in terms of its ability to capture your attention. Yeah. There's, it's doing some, and, and you know what? We'll never know what it's doing because we'll never understand it. We'll never be able to articulate. We can only feel it. And that's in some ways what mm-hmm. makes it very, very dangerous. Yeah. Cause it's, there's something there. It's, it's evocative in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. and to even that, even that uh, movie poster for Civil War, you know, it's got the it's got the Statue mm-hmm. of Liberty um, torch mm-hmm. with soldiers up there, but there's something mm-hmm. about it that has that same quality. 
there's mm-hmm. something about it that that shines in a certain way. It's more than just the trigger of the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very we're in a very, mm-hmm. very dangerous time. We're in a very, very dangerous time, and people have to take it upon themselves to be aware of what's being presented to them because they're being mm-hmm. led into a trap. Yeah, I like go ahead. Like it's it's cheese, mm-hmm. it's cheese in a mousetrap. You know, what's what's being presented and and the the thing is everybody sees the cheese, but you got to start looking for the trap. Yeah, and you have to look for that, you know, like like you always say, it's it's Ephesians 6:12. Mhm. It it is. It is. I mean, we know that it, but that's it's it's a in some ways Ephesians six twelve is is only helpful as a sure. overall framework, right? Like which is, you know, we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, right? Against spiritual mm-hmm. wickedness in high places. This right. is Ephesians six twelve. And it's it, first off, it's just truth. It's just the reality of it. But then you have to say, like, okay, well, what do I do with that? You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what do I do? And the answer is like, don't take, don't take anything at the immediate face value. Understand that every that there is a that there is a broader and higher pattern. Like, basically. You have to start thinking strategically as opposed to tactically. You know, like what is, okay, here's a win for me and it feels good in this moment. Right. But yeah, but where's this, where's this leading me? That's what I mean. It's the cheese in the trap, right? Like the cheese for the mouse is totally good. Like from the standpoint, from a mouse spiritual standpoint, cheese by itself, 100%. Fantastic. Found some cheese. That's great. 100%. That's going to be good for me. That's going to be good for my children. That's going to be good for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a lot of what, what you see if you look at the messages being presented is the messages that's being presented are all cheese. And if anything, they're actively trying to hide the trap. Actively. You know, like, what kind of American are you? That's cheese. Right? That feels good. You see that and you're like, yeah, because you know why? Because I'm the right kind of American. And then it's like, ah, 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 but where's the <laughs> trap? But where's the trap? Because that means, because it means that if you're really going to take that on, then you've got to do something against the wrong kind of American. And who gets to decide who's the wrong kind of American? Who gets to make that choice? Or do you? Did you even make the choice just now? Or does the guy who made the movie poster get to make the choice? And then what and so so you're his. You belong to him now. So who are you serving? You think you're you feel like you're serving yourself. You feel like you've snatched some snatched up some cheese. Mmm, this is tasty. This is tasty cheese. Right, the same way that the BLM protesters felt like they had snatched up some cheese in the summer of love, mm-hmm. right? But the trap, yeah. Now you're now you're locked into the victimhood. Now you can't succeed. 
Yeah, it's uh, and then some people are starting to see the starting to get the spiritual sense, but they're still they're not looking at it. They're almost like blaming the demons, right? And it's like, oh well, you know, mm-hmm. they're it's it's mm-hmm. almost like uh, like like the stereotypical Pentecostal, right? Oh, it's just the demons. Mm-hmm. It's the devil made me do it or something, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 then mm-hmm. going along with that, oh, I already have uh, evangelical friends who are who are saying again <laughs> that this can't be the apocalypse because we haven't been raptured yet. <laughs> so you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, I think you know the demons are ne- the demons can never right. be to blame. You you can never blame the demons because they're demons. Like they're doing what demons do, and God is allowing them to do that. That's part of that's part of it. Like He's using them. He's using them for your benefit. Because if the demons weren't doing what they were doing, then you really don't have free will, do you? And then you like you're what's your point of existence? Like God, God created us to worship Him. But it's not worship if it's sure. not done freely. So to, we have to turn to him freely. So you can never blame the demons. It's always us who are to blame. The demons are always going to do what the demons do. Right? It's always us who are to blame. And I mean, not just in terms of like the actual thing that's happening. That's not, it's, and it's not even about that. What it's about is what is mm-hmm. our reaction to it? That's it. Like, oh, okay, this, this, uh, you, you see this story, right? About this parent who's giving their kids hormones to change them. Well, what is your reaction to that? What is your internal state? Right. Are you, are you, you're being given, you're being given the opportunity to, to love everybody involved and to want to see their salvation. You're being given that opportunity. And that would be worshiping God. Mm-hmm. But you're not, you're not taking that. Right, right. And I'm not talking about you. I'm saying the, in, the, 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 the sort of, uh, you know, global pronoun there. Like you're not, you're not doing that. You're having a different internal reaction. You're having a different internal reaction, which is driving yeah. external reactions. And you're wanting to satisfy that external reaction with, with what? Blood? Mm. Probably. At the end of it all. If you could, wood chipper, right? And that's that, why you got off Twitter. And that's your cheese. Because that's why I got off Twitter. Wood, wood chipper, wood chipper yeah, was it? it was, that I was, was like, the I'm solution done. and everything. This is, de- this mm-hmm. is demon. This is demons here. This is, this is demon city. I can't, there's nothing for me here. Yeah, it's interesting. And there's you know, nothing taking for me it here from the homeless or whatever else is I can't give to the homeless because they're going to spend it on drugs. But I read today that. St. John Chrysostom quote that the poor are here for your salvation. The rich are here. They, right. The rich are here it's to benefit them. the poor, but the poor are here for your salvation. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the sheep and the goats and all that. And right? it's, it's not about them though. It's not about what they spend it on. It's really not because it's about, it's about your generosity because what, you know, one of the, one of the reasons that they're where they're at in the first place mm-hmm. is because of a lack of love. Like if you're see if they're on drugs, 
if they're going and taking, if they're homeless and they're going and taking money and buying drugs, I can tell you one thing about their life. Mm-hmm. There's been an incredible lack of love. An incredible lack of love. And the idea that someone would be like, well, I'm not going to display love, particularly God's love in the way that I'm going to give alms and I'm going to do this in God's name, in obedience to him, I'm doing it. To say I'm actively not going to do that in obedience to to what? Punish, punish someone who is, let's say it's not even the consequences, because I love Daniel Persig in his book, Leela, he said, insanity is not the problem, insanity is the solution. Hmm. Drug abuse isn't the problem. Drug abuse is the solution. You don't go and become a drug addict because everything is great in your life. You go and become a drug addict because things are horrible in your life and the drug is, is medicating you. And then you get addicted to it, which becomes a problem in and of itself. So then you're medicating against that. So it's not about anybody else. It's not about what are they going to do with this money that I'm, that I'm giving. What does that have to do with you? It's not about it's not even about you giving them money. It's about you giving them love. Okay, don't give them money then. Mm. Don't give them money. Instead of giving them money, go go give them your time. Sit down and have a 15-minute conversation, heartfelt conversation. Let them know that somebody cares. They can't spend that on drugs, can they? Yeah, but see, you, you didn't even think about that because you're not in it to show anybody love. Mm. It's not even about that for you. Because if it was, the, the, the alternatives would become obvious, and that's, and that's the issue. That's the underlying issue. That's the underlying place that we've come where our hearts have, gone, have grown cold. Mm-hmm. And the scripture says that that is the time that that's the end. When the, when the hearts of men grow cold, that's, the, that's it. You're done. It's over. You can't have a society anymore. Mm. And so that's what we're seeing. That's what we're seeing. And people are relishing in it because it's just, it's fulfilling the pattern. It matches the pattern of, of cold, hard hearts. What kind of an American are you? That's what's happening in that scene. A cold, hard heart. That person's in hell. Mm-hmm. They've taken themselves in, they're in hell. That's what being in hell is like. And so if we've got a celebration of people being in hell, well then, to hell with society. Literally. What can a person look out for this year to guard their heart, to not get sucked in? (laughs) Pray. Mm. Pray. And pray with others. And really pray. Like the only protection that you have, like what you should be praying for is humility and discernment. But those are the things that that the fathers have always said that we should pray for. Right. (laughs) Like you only need to pray for two things. Humility. And discernment, like the discernment of the trap and the humility to to actually listen when that discernment is there and the still small voice and the Holy Spirit is like, it's a trap. The humility to to walk away from it, to know that you don't know better. That's it. That's it. The things that gratify, anything that gratifies your ego, run from it. Run from it now. Like now, maybe this wasn't thirty years ago. Yes, you still should have. But now it's so Im- such an imminent threat from every angle. Anything that's offering to give you exactly what you want, that's it. Run, run as fast as you can. 
the only things that are going to save us in this time are going to be are going to be things that are crosses. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the things that we don't want to do, but we know we have to. Mm. Anything you want to do, anything you want to be doing, run, run. Wow. And you've also said, read the lives of the saints because it puts it, I've seen it puts so much in perspective. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it. Again, it just reinforces over and over and over how to bear your cross. You know, that's the one thing that defines the saints in their lives. Like you just see it over and over and over again where they're like, he didn't want to do it. He absolutely didn't want to do it or she didn't want to do it, but they were pressed upon by either they were there were monks who wanted them to be their abbot or they, it was bishops who wanted them to also be a bishop you know what i mean but they were a, a hermit monk living somewhere or going to somewhere and serving certain people and it's like they didn't want to do it they didn't want to do the thing but they did want to have obedience to god like that's the, the and that's the most important like nuance in there mm -hmm. right is to and all of the martyrs right none no martyr wanted to be tortured and killed but they wanted to bear witness. Like that's the, that's it. That's the nuance. That's what we're praying about. We want to bear witness in this time, but that bearing witness is going to mean some things that otherwise outside of the context of Christ, we would absolutely not want to do because it's going to be suffering. It's going to be work, all of those things. And so that's reading the lives of the saints is absolutely crucial. Every, I mean, I do every day. Right. Mm -hmm. Every day I read the lives of the saints in the morning before I pray so that I can ask for their intercessions in my mor first morning prayers. Right. So it's powerful at that moment. And every day I'm blown away. There isn't a day that I'm not blown away. <laughs> Some days even it's too much in the morning. I'm like, this is too much. This is too much because it just reveals to me. It convicts me of like, well, you're really not doing anything, are you? It's too hard hitting, right? It hits too hard. It's like, man, you, well, your day is not going to be this difficult. <laughs> you, know? you got an easy day ahead of you, buddy. Whatever you thought was going to be hard for today, you've got an easy day ahead of you. You know, puts a lot in perspective for sure. Very good. Thanks, Cyprian. Absolutely, man. Thank you. You bet. Hey, if you like this episode, leave us a tip on Venmo or Cash App at Thriving the Future or join the Patreon, patreon.com slash thrive in the future you get early episodes and you get extras thank you check out thriving news that's where perpin and i share longer form articles about homesteading mindset milpa gardening food forest etc go check it out at thrivingnews.com Thank you for listening to Thrive in the Future podcast. If you like what you hear, please click that like or subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at Thrive in the Future and also go to thriveinthefuture.com.